We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome back, Packers fans, to the Pack-A-Day podcast. It is the Saturday crew. I am Jason Perrone of the Pack-A-Day podcast and Game On Wisconsin, along with Mark Eckel of Packer Report and Paul Brettel of Dairyland Express, Cheesehead TV, and Packers, the Packers Unrestricted podcast. As always, the quick weather update. It's hot and sunny here in Phoenix. End of story. Spoiler alert. Mark, <laughs> everybody wants to know what's going on at the beach. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's it's. it's- couldn't be better. Well, high 70s, sunny, um, minimal wind, That just that nice ocean breeze. It, it's perfect. Beautiful. And Paul Brittle in the Dairyland State of Wisconsin. Last week, we said spring had sprung. You turned a corner. Are we further around the corner? Oh, big time. It is Saturday. It is a high of 86. I can't tell wow. if I'm in Green Bay or at the beach with Mark in South Carolina. Wow. Yeah, it is, it is, yeah, it's uh, it's beautiful. It feels good. That's unseasonable, right? It's not usually that, that warm this, that, this time of year, is it? I wouldn't say it's common, no, but it's it, it happens in May. Okay. A little, wow. hum, little humid. Yeah, that is fantastic. Some good stuff. Sun, sun is shining in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Well... We're going to talk about some areas of concern for the Green Bay Packers. So we each have our biggest area of concern. We'll go through each of our takes on those, all the various uh, analysis thereof. So since I always end up somehow doing most of the talking, which is not a gift necessarily always, I will yield. And Paul, we'll start with you this week. So just tell us what your area of biggest concern is, and we'll, we'll we'll kind of give our take after that. So I'll preface this by saying I wouldn't consider this like massive. Holy cow. I don't know how they're going to manage, but it's on the radar of there are questions, question marks, and, of course, concerns. That's what we're talking about. So I'm going to go with the interior defensive line. And really, if we go back a year ago, the Green Bay Packers were run off the field in the NFC Championship game by the 49ers, like literally run off the field. And I know receivers stole the show because they didn't address it in the draft. But they didn't address interior defensive line either. And I was, if not equally shocked, pretty close to just as shocked as them not taking a receiver. And as we fast forward to where we are now, 
we still have those big concerns. What's the mantra among Green Bay Packer fans? Get Kenny Clark some help. Now, I as we talked about throughout the our last episode discussing the draft, I do love the TJ Slayton pick. What he can add as a run defender, I think there's upside in pass as a pass rusher as well. However, he's a fifth round pick. We don't know what to expect necessarily in year one. And in year one, he's going to be primarily a run stuffer. Tyler Lancaster, he's a limited run stuffer, we'll call him. Dean Lowry, he's fine. I would like to see his snap count uh, reduce this year. If he goes from 65, 70% to 50, I think that would be fantastic. There's Kingsley Kiki, someone who I'm really excited to see. The Packers need him to take that year three leap. I think he can, but again, there's just that unknown. And then after you get past those guys, uh, there's practice squad players, Anthony Rush, Delonte Scott, Wellington Prevalent. So I think the pieces are there. Kiki takes that step forward. Slayton provides that, you know, at least first down, second down ability at some point this season, even if it's not right away. I, I see the formation of a much better interior line group. However, there's still that unknown. And if they struggle, then, I mean, where is this group then? It's kind of where it's been in the land of mediocrity. So for me, that's my reasoning behind it and the concerns that I have. Yeah, so on the defensive, that's that's a good point. I'm just looking at the roster, and Paul pretty much took us through all of them. I think the only one you didn't name was Jack Heflin, but I don't think he's oh, locked yeah. to the – Oh, how did you forget him? Yeah, that's my bad, guys. <laughs> the Iowa – the Iowa, the Iowa Hawkeye. So, but yeah, I, I think when I think of the defensive line, I think to myself that two things. The first thing is, like you said, Kingsley Kiki is a big X factor to this whole piece. And does he stay healthy? And can he elevate himself? Because I think he's got the he's got the tools to be a really good player and be a high rotation player again next to Kenny Clark up front. So Kiki's a big piece of it too. And then I guess. I'll ask this, Paul. Do you think that the Packers are done potentially acquiring players and is defensive line maybe a position that you think they might have their eye on in terms of guys that they might be able to add before the season starts? Because it just seems like of all the positions out there, defensive line is one where you, you can seemingly find a body or two at most any time of the year. I think it's absolutely in play. If I had to guess, are the Green Bay Packers going to add to that position? My guess is no. And like I was saying, I can see the path to this being a solid defensive front, interior defensive front. But on the flip side, I also see a realistic scenario where halfway through the season, we're going, man, it's Kenny Clark, and that's about it. Mm -hmm. So that's where the concern lies. As far as a position they could add to, I'm going to go back to what Brian Gudikins told us after the draft. He, of course, mentioned quarterback, which they addressed. He also mentioned linebacker as well, and I think that's another position that you could add to this list. While I think Green Bay is fine with Martin and Barnes, I'm fine with Martin and Barnes as their top two. They're still second-year players. They both both missed time last year with injuries, and if we look at who's behind them, if one of them's out, it's Oren Burks, who's a special teams player. Same can be said for Ty Summers, uh, and then Isaiah McDuffie, who they brought in again. So if... Barnes misses time or Martin misses time. Hopefully they don't, but there's just a serious lack of really re- or reliable depth at that position. And so to answer your question, I'm just going off what Goody told us that linebacker is on their radar. So I could see that being if they're going to address a position, that's what I'd guess. Yeah, the Chris, Chris Barnes was frustrating because he was so good when he was in there, but he was always in and out of the game. It just seemed like every two or three snaps something happened with him and he had to to hop out. Mark, the big guys up front, that's Paul's area of concern. I know we've talked about it before. What are your thoughts on that position group and in terms of level of concern? Yeah, I'm not um, – it's a concern. I'm not going to say it's not a concern, but I'm I'm not that concerned about it for a couple of reasons. Some of, some of what Paul said, I, I think Kiki, um, he had – I mean, he missed time last year with concussions now. Hopefully that's not a chronic thing because then that could end his career if it is. God, God forbid. Um, it's not like he has a knee or an ankle or anything like like that. And he was really starting to play more and play well when he suffered the concussion. So um, I mean, he's fine now. Um, 
hopefully that it's not a re- recurring thing with him and and cause i and i think he'll be very good i think i think he, i think that was a, a, a fifth round steal another very good pick by the by the packers front office and gutenkunst and his, and his scouts um so what and i think by him playing well it'll do what also what paul said take dean lowry down take his snap count down to where he's playing 50 55 percent instead of 75 percent and that'll make him a better player um and I agree again on on Slayton as we talked about last week. I think he's going to, you know, he's not going to be a star. I'm not saying you know, but he's going to give them. But if he plays, you know, 20 snaps a game, 15, 20 snaps a game, that's going to make a difference. He's going to take up. He's, he's going to give Clark a chance to take a breather. He's going to. So I'm not. And then here's a here's another factor which Paul didn't mention. I think the days of Mike Pettin's, you know. Two two down linemen, you know, like which I hate it. I've always hated. I think those days are over. I don't think we're going to see the two four five defense anymore, or the two three six defense. I think we're going to see more of a classic three four, and even some four three. I think out of out of Joe Barry. So that will also make that that part of being you know part of that San Francisco game was Penton never really adjusting to San Francisco. He. He, they were so afraid of Kittle and so afraid of getting beat that way that they, they almost let the Niners run. And the Niners said, okay, <laughs> we'll just run all day then. And and that so, I mean, I, I, I think the schemes and the defensive mindset will be, will be different in 2021 that will make the run defense a lot better. I'm good with it. I'm good with it. I just wanted to touch quickly on what Mark said in regards to the linebackers and the defensive scheme change. Uh, Ross Uglum of Pack Report, he wrote this really excellent piece in the Chiefs Head TV draft guide, taking a look at Joe Barry's defense. And when he got to the linebacker section, one of the concerns I just mentioned, he discussed how there's not the, the it's a lot easier for them to stay free in Joe Barry's defense. He had a good example of uh, Corey Littleton, if we all remember, free agency a year ago. He was on many yeah, Packers fans' radar. Might have been the best linebacker available. I could be wrong. I don't fully remember who else was with him. He was considered the best. Yeah, him and yep. the kid that the, the, that the Bears lost. Oh, yeah, Kwiatkowski. Yep. Uh, but they anyways. They went to the Raiders, and the Raiders <laughs> Yeah, they did. <laughs> but Ross's point was they lost Littleton, and as we all know, that Rams defense didn't miss a beat. This was still nope. uh, the top-scoring defense in the league. This Brandon Staley, Joe Barry defense does an excellent job of keeping – the linebackers clean so there's some confidence to take into the season if you have concerns about strictly martin and barnes for me the concern more lies in depth what if one of them isn't available yeah that's true and that's that's right, they're gonna add a linebacker i mean everything this guy has said he's done yeah that's I mean, true if goody tells us you gotta like him i mean i like that about him you know i, I actually wrote a story about that this 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 past week for pack report saying you no know, a couple years ago he said we're going to be aggressive in free agency and he was. He signed four starters. A year a year later, he said, "No, we're not going to be. You know, we don't. We, this isn't going to be like last year." And he's basically signed two two band aids in Wagner and uh, Kirksey. He said, prior to the twenty twenty draft, I guess everybody mm-hmm. heard him except one guy. He might take a quarterback. <laughs> you know, he said, "Who are you, oh, you referring to?" You know who I'm referring to. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he said it. He said if he was asked, you know, well, you wouldn't take. Yeah, if there's a quarterback there that we like, we'll, yeah, we'll take a quarterback. Well, he did. We're going to add a young quarterback and a veteran. Yeah, and I guess I guess my question would well, I guess my question would be if, is so are there any names if, yeah. if we're if we're looking at at who's out there right now? Any names? Are there any names that come to mind? You got to start reading my packet report stuff, Paul. Uh, Jason, I, Jason. Yeah, there's. Yeah. I, I mentioned three 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 linebackers. Uh, um, KJ Wright, who everyone's been talking about from from Seattle, who's a little up there. He's 32, but he's coming off a pretty good year. Still on signing. There's rumors he may go back to Seattle. And then the guy that I really, really, really like is Gordon Hicks, who's not a free agent, but Arizona has he could trade for. He'd be perfect for the Packer for this Packer defense. Just perfect. I covered Hicks in, in his first two two years in Philly. Um, he, he first of all. Off the field, he'd be—he's a wonder. He's, he's a great locker room. I know you, you, people make that—you know—good locker room presence and all that kind of stuff. But he really is a good. I mean, he was well. I never heard anybody on the team say anything, anything but what a great guy Jordan Hicks is and what a great teammate he is and all that kind of stuff. And he is—he's was, he was a real upstanding guy, kind of guy. When he has a bad game, he's the first one to say, "Hey, listen, that was on me." 
you know, I should have done this and I messed up and blame me for that. You know, he, he's, he's a stand-up guy. Um, and he makes, like I said before, he makes plays. Um, you know, interceptions, forced fumbles. He had a couple sacks. He, he's around the ball. Yeah, I, I think the Eagles got him in the third round, bottom of the third round. You know, he, he was hurt a little bit at Texas. And then he played his rookie year. He didn't start right away. And then he played. But, in, like, in eight games, he had, like, two or three interceptions, a couple sacks. And then um, his second year in a row didn't hear. Then he kept getting hurt. Like, the Super Bowl year, he missed about half the year. The year after that, he missed, like, six games. So he had he had problems staying on the field, which isn't a good thing, right? Then he goes Arizona, signs him as a free agent. He didn't, he hasn't missed a snap in two two years with the Cardinals. He I guess he's hopefully he's gotten over that that injury bug. He, he's only I think his base salary next year is only two million. The Cardinals gave most of the money up up front, so I, I, that's the guy. I, if I'm I'd be on the phone with the Cardinals now, seeing what it takes. I mean, it shouldn't take a whole lot to get him. Right? If they're letting him make a trade, it's got to be like a day three pick. Uh, or maybe, as I pointed out, maybe the Cardinals are, are a little thin at corner, and the corners they do have are relatively small all corners. Maybe they look at Josh Jackson as a change of scenery kind of guy. Maybe he goes out to Arizona and plays like a second-round pick instead of what he's done in Green Bay. Maybe Jackson and a low pick can, can get you Jordan Hicks. I don't well, know. let's hope not, because the Packers play the Cardinals here in Arizona this next season. So maybe play well, except for that one game. I'd be okay with it. Okay. Well, yeah, let's I'll take my chances on Sean. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I'm just saying, if, if that's what it's whatever. I don't think it's going to take a whole lot to get him. I mean, but I mean, if, if I could, instead of giving up a, a higher pick, give up a, a six round pick in Jackson, I would do that in RP. The one name I'll add that I liked, and I liked uh, him last year before the Packers signed Kirksey, was Devondre Campbell. I just think he's all around. Oh, yeah. okay. He's a, he's steady. He's solid against the run. A good blitzer. And I'm not going to say coverage is his strong suit by any means, but he's not necessarily a liability either. He's someone who can be out there for three downs. He's a free agent? Yep. I didn't realize he was a free agent already. Yeah, he was last year. Signed a one-year deal with Arizona, I believe. Um, Hicks is a good cover guy. That's what I like about him in this Packer defense is that he – that's what the Packers lack is – you know, they, their linebackers have they haven't had a good cover linebacker in a long time. Well, to be fair, and to be fair, I mean, I don't want to sound I don't want to sound overly naive here, but there's a lot of teams that don't have that. I mean, the, the you know, you saw the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl, and everybody wants that, but there's a lot of teams that don't have linebackers that are superior coverage guys. I mean, I think if if you can even just get if you could even just get average, it would it would be an upgrade. Right. The, the Packers have had well, these the, the Packers have had these just brick bricks in the middle of the defense. I mean, I think of like Blake Martinez, and he wasn't bad, but you know you didn't want you didn't want him covering anything but the you know second or third tight end and, and slower. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Hicks would be that guy. Hicks yeah. can cover. He's a good. I consider him a good cover linebacker. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't get five picks if you're not a good cover guy, right? right. Yeah, if you're smart too, if you're a smart player, I mean that's 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 where we kind of miss the days of Desmond Bishop. We're still we're still chasing Desmond Bishop a decade later, trying to find a guy that's as good as he was, or even Nick Barnett. I thought Nick Barnett played well. Oh, yeah. Nick Barnett was very good. Yeah, he was good in the middle there too. But I'm excited if if the idea is to go back to kind of what Paul was saying is is if they're going to play more true base, then. Yeah, that means you've got the right athletes and you've got the right players. You don't have to keep tinkering and going with all these smaller lineups. And not that you don't want to go nickel or dime. If you have great defensive backs, great. But, you know, your players should be able to make plays. Whoever's on the field and and offenses are only going to get smarter without trying to let defenses sub and all these other types of things that are going to go on there, too. So let me with with that said, Jason, do you guys do either you or both of you think could Martin and Barnes play together? Sure. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. I think they could be your two inside guys mm-hmm. if they don't have anybody else. That's kind of what I think is going to – I mean, I don't know about you guys, but that's kind of who, in my mind, I have penciled in in the base right now. Right. Well, you have to. Bur- you can't – Burks. Burks. He can't play. Yeah. He's, I mean, he, he, he's like – Ty said, Summers is not a – he's not a starting quality guy, right? No. No. No, no neither. I don't – I'd be – I wouldn't be surprised if one, if not both of them, get cut. Yeah, they could. Well, they could. KJ Wright is they don't necessarily have the la- the luxury to do so though. <laughs> yeah, with the depth right now. Well, I mean, K- if the kid from BC is any good. He he, he yeah. might be one of mm-hmm. them. Not, and then if they do sign one, right? You know. Yeah, I mean, neither one of them can play. I mean, they're not what you want. I mean, and again, like Burks is a major disappointment. Third, a third round pick should be a lot better than that. Summers as a seventh round pick. If you're a good special teams player as a seventh round pick, that's that's fine. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's your different expectations. Absolutely. I would I would say, and it's it'll be interesting to watch that position group. I mean, KJ Wright is is intriguing to me. I just think a guy like that has spent so many years in Seattle. Like, if he has an opportunity to go back to Seattle, he's probably just going to stay there and play and finish it out. Yeah. He hasn't, but he hasn't gone back yet. That's kind of yeah. There could be well, stuff. There could there could be some there could be some stuff going on there. I mean, Green Green Bay is uh, it's a unique place. It's a unique place to play, and you know, I, I it it all depends on how much too. I think the the player because again, the whole family, the outside of football aspect, moving their family and all that kind of stuff too. How much do they really want to win? And and right now, it's it's tough to have this conversation and really throw a lot of hope behind it because there's probably some players that are sitting back waiting for certain other situations that shall go nameless to get figured out first before they decide if they're going to come join the Packers. So, And one thing I wonder with Wright is his price tag. Yeah. Uh, it's all kind of a guessing game at this point, especially in what is just a, a really odd year with the salary cap. And we're getting closer to training camp, so that could squeeze players a little bit more too. But take it as you will. Spot track, they have their uh, contract projections. They have him at two years, 14 mil. So seven yeah, mil a year for a thirty-two. He, he's not going to Green Bay at that. Right. That's that's what I'm saying. But also, like I said, take that as you will. This has been an odd year for contracts. As that's well. why I would trade for Hicks. Listen, if the Packers are going to get a couple extra day three picks next year um, from losing Lindsley and, and Williams, right? They're they're mm-hmm. projected to get an extra four, an extra six. So they're going to have extra. All right. So now we'll move it over to Mark and. Initially, we weren't sure what your area of concern was going to be, Mark, but it sounds like you might have one now. What is your biggest area of concern for yeah, the Green I, Bay Packers? You're right. I don't. When when we decided to do this, my I was going to say I don't have any concerns. I think this team has been built very well. They're they're deep in a lot of places. Um, I, I think this is a very good. Team. I thought they were the best team in the league last year, and just a couple bad plays at the wrong time cost them from winning the winning the title. Um, I don't think it was a matter of personnel per se or, or anything else. I think it was just bad, you know, um, bad plays by guys that you normally don't make. Aaron Jones doesn't fumble, but he did, you know. Um, but my, but I do, I do. As, as we thought about it more, my biggest concern has been the, the Packers' weakness for the last I don't know how many years. That's their special teams. Mm. Um, you know, we we've talked about it. Through the course of the year last year, when we, you know, when we we talked about what we, you know, when we did a little game previews, um, other than Mason Crosby, I mean, the punter was inconsistent. Apparently, they're going to have a new long snapper, which might help, I guess. Um, the covered teams were not were not good. They allowed two punt returns for for touchdowns. Fortunately, they were against two bad teams, so they were able to win the game anyway. But you know, you can't have that kind of thing. Their return game was basically non-existent after Irvin got hurt. Even when Irvin was out there, it was only just okay. Again, maybe Amari Rogers can can be a, a solution to that, but we don't know until we see it. So, and and they have a new coach again. So they they've taken steps to, you know, alleviate the problems on special teams. But until I see it, I'm going to say I'm I'm concerned about the overall special teams unit. I, I guess I'm less concerned after the Rodgers pick because of the the returnability there, but coverage is important. And so and then a block one too. I don't care. I mean, you could have Desmond Howard again, but if, if nobody's blocking, he's not going to go anywhere. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously the coverage, I mean, the Packers gave up more special teams uh, yardage on returns last year than anybody else did. I mean, when Rick Goslin did his rankings come out already, because if they did, the Packers uh, would probably yeah. last again. No, 31st. <laughs> yeah, no surprise there. So that's where you look at, like, the thing that, that encourages me about special teams is that you've got Amari Rodgers now who's, who's going to – and he's a rookie, so you've got to temper your expectations. It doesn't mean he's going right. to light the world on fire. I mean, Randall Cobb was special, and we knew that coming in. I don't quite know if Amari Rodgers is going to be that. If he is, great. I'm just not willing to put my stamp on that quite yet. But then I look at a guy like Shamar Jean Charles. I think he's your prototypical. If he can crack the roster, his chance is going to be – on special teams, and if he's if he can be like a gunner, or you get you get some of those contributors, and you just give special teams a boost. They've got Drayton now, 
running that unit as a change of scenery. So that's a good thing for them. Uh, I, that's actually a really good one. That's that's a good one that I, oh, I that I didn't like, think I of because like yeah, it's just it's we all think of like position groups and stuff like that and. Uh, that's that's an obvious area of, of problem. I just you know I'm still seeing I'm still seeing because they gave up a, they gave up the touchdown uh, return to both Jacksonville and Philly. They gave up two last year. Yeah, I'm saying that they were fortunate. It was against two bad teams, mm-hmm. or they would have you know that could have cost them a, cost them a game. Mm-hmm. Um, Mo Drayton, you, you mentioned Drayton at Mo, Mo Drayton, right? Yep. Yeah, I'm glad they hired Mo. Because they had Larry and Curly in the past. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> nice I mean, Menenga, Ma- Menenga was Menenga did, but I mean, the guy that was before Menenga was absolutely. He was probably both, but both. Uh, We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh, and the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or both, both Larry and Curly, but yeah, they they needed they needed an upgrade there too. Paul, thoughts on special teams as an area of concern? Yeah, I love Mark bringing that up. Uh, it's clearly a concern of the Packers. They have two punters on the roster, they have two long snappers, and they almost had a third. It came out that they put in a waiver claim on a on a long snapper as well, so that would have given them three on the ninety man roster. I mean, you guys said that I mean, would, point. I think they would have cut one. I think if they got the other guy, that's fair. You can't carry three long stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair. Or maybe they're that concerned. But I mean, there's really, you guys hit on it. And as Mark said, I feel like in many of our game previews last year, we talked about it. Is we're not asking them to go from worst to first. Just how about worst to you know, fifteen to twentieth overall? Just something, something competent. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Yeah, that's, that's you know, little little steps forward. And I think when you have the top offense in the league, it can cover up some of those warts a little bit. But just imagine if you go back to the days of, and I know that, that it's hard to do this, but if you go back to the 96 team, Mark, you and I have talked about this before, they were the best in everything. I mean, Coach Holmgren, was, oh, he, he wasn't content with just having the best offense and defense. Special teams was an emphasis, and it helps when you have a transcendent player like Desmond Howard returning kicks for you. But it was it was an emphasis, and it's like you get what you emphasize. And so the Packers just... You thought I thought Menango coming in was a, a breath of fresh air. Okay, they're going to you know reinvigorate this this area, and still it just was not not great, except for the kicker. So I think that's I think that's well that's, said, Mark. That's a really good area. Now, and it's now or never for J.K. Scott. I mean, what was he mm-hmm. a fifth round pick in yep. twenty eighteen? Yeah. And yeah, 
Uh, I mean, he's, he's just good. He's good, but he's mm-hmm. consistent. Yeah, not not a fifth round pick by his choice. I mean, that was kind of it's always you know you always kind of wonder. I've, I saw some kickers go earlier in this draft too. So some some GMs if they want their guy and they like the leg, then they're gonna they're gonna get after it. But we'll see. We'll see what what comes of it in terms of any competition or if if he's if J.K. Scott's really in any danger. Of Ryan Winslow taking over his his position. So he's he's. Uh, Got one year under his belt. He's out of pit. Another tall kicker, 6'5". Wow. So, J.K. Scott wears six. Ryan Winslow's wearing number wearing number seven. And apparently mm-hmm. so is Kurt Bankert, if I'm looking at the Packers, um, the the roster right now. So, I don't know who's going to flip for what number they're going to get. But <laughs> Kurt Bankert's wearing seven, and Winslow's got seven assigned to him as well. So, well, I, guess, I guess we shall see. Well, my areas are – so. I kind of talked. We kind of talked about it before the show started. So if I can be cheeky, uh, I know we don't want to delve too far into the the topic that uh, shall not be named because of all the drama <laughs> and everything associated with it. But to be honest with you, if if we don't know what's happening here, quarterback could suddenly become an area of concern because we're talking about Banker. He's obviously not a guy I expect to make the team, or if he does, he's going to be on the practice squad. I don't think he's you know I don't think he's going to be on the active roster, but. Is it Rodgers? Is it Jordan Love? So, I mean, we don't have to delve too far into that whole thing. My biggest concern there, just quickly summed up, is I don't know anything about Jordan Love. I don't know anything about how well he looks as a Green Bay Packer. I haven't seen him in any action. haven't heard about how he performs in practice, any of that stuff. All we have is his college tape, and this is not college. So he's a whole other year removed. Did the one year the of pa- I don't think the Packers know too much either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is is the year the one year that he spent in practice and in, in all the Zoom meetings off season last year, and they're they're virtual again a little bit this year. So I mean, he's just up against it. And he being Jordan Love is just kind of up against it. I, you know, I think Rodgers they they end up getting it worked out, and Aaron Rodgers comes back. But if he's not, then. You know who starts week one? Are they going to go with Jordan Love and the, and yeah. Usher in the future? Or are they going to go with Bortles until they're absolutely sure that Jordan Love is is going to be the guy? And is there any chance that Blake Bortles? I would assume Blake Bortles wouldn't have signed if the Packers gave him any indication that he was going to have to scratch and claw for a roster spot. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that, Paul. I'll start with you. I mean, I think he was only on Denver's active roster for maybe a week or two last year, so I don't. I, I could absolutely see him just being here for a camp arm. And if I had to predict, that would be my guess. I, I know there's that unknown with Jordan Love and you want to put him in a perfect situation. But there's also this part, too, where he's a first rounder. You got to take the training wheels off at some point and see what the kid can do. So I still fully believe, for the record, that Aaron Rodgers is quarterback for the Green Bay Packers week one. Uh, I've said that this whole time. I just think they're going to end up working it out. But in this scenario, if he's not, I think you go with love and just see see what he can do. You had at some point. You spent a first-round pick on him, and it obviously was a big part of what has created this situation here in Green Bay. Not love's fault by any means, not saying that. But it, the, the him being added to the team has been what I think put big part of what put Rodgers over the top. So if it comes to that, and I hope it doesn't, you got to see what you got with him at that point. And fans, everyone needs to understand that it's going to be a big bump in the road. It's going to be a learning curve. He hasn't played in a season. He's transitioning to the NFL level. It just seems like it would be such a travesty to not truly run it back. And for Rodgers, for whatever reason, I'm not blaming the Packers. I'm not blaming Aaron Rodgers. It would just be a travesty after everything we saw last year and how close they got. Their best chance, it's cliche at this point, but I believe it. Their best chance to win is with Rodgers under center. Mark, you didn't sound as concerned if Aaron Rodgers isn't back. So quarterback, I guess, not as high on your list of concerns. Or am I wrong? No, it's not. It's not because I well, gun to my head, and asking me who's going to be the quarterback for the, for the Green Bay Packers against the New Orleans Saints opening day. I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers. Um, but if it's not, I'm okay with Jordan Love. I was okay when they made the pick, and I'm certainly okay a year later. Now, yes, we didn't. We didn't like you said. The Packers don't know what they have in Jordan Love. Well, the Bears don't know what they have in Justin Fields. 49ers who traded three number one picks don't know what they have in a kid that played one game last year and comes from a minor league school. Um, so, you know, I, I, I love people telling me Jordan Love isn't ready. I don't think Jordan Love's ready yet. But I think Justin Fields and Trey Lance should, should start day one. What? Wait a minute. <laughs> Love is more ready than both of those guys. And Matt, I'll throw I'll throw Mac Jones in that too. 
Mm-hmm. I won't throw Trevor Lawrence because he's in another category, but um, I mean, yeah, I mean, love. Listen, like Paul, he was a first round pick, just like all the other guys that I mentioned. And, and now, listen, he's not going to go out and be Aaron Rodgers his no. first year, no, no, just like Aaron Rodgers wasn't Brett Favre his first year. And I'm not saying Jordan Love will ever be Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. but but the Packers saw something in him to to not just take him but in the first round, but move up to take him in the first round. So they they, they saw something. And like we said a couple last week, you know, I kinda trust these people a little bit. They've made some they made more good picks than than, than bad picks. Um and again he has a you know last year was a weird year there was no there was really no there wasn't any preseason games and even camp wasn't what it normally was so he didn't have the what most rookies get you know if if, if last year if, if there was no you know craziness going on he would have played probably what 10 12 quarters out of the out of the preseason mm-hmm Right, you know, because Rogers doesn't play preseason anyway. So yeah, he would have. We would have gotten some, at least more. a sample size. Yeah, maybe more, and then he would have. So we all would have saw, him. and maybe he would have been great. Maybe he would have been terrible. Maybe he would have been something in, in in between. So we would have seen some more of him, but we didn't. So we don't know. But we don't know. I mean, nobody knows about a court. Nobody. Now, like I said, even I've been throw Trevor Lawrence. I mean, everybody thinks Trevor Lawrence is going to be very good, and he, I'm one of them. I think he's going to be very good as well, but. You don't know till you see him. We all thought a lot of a lot of quarterbacks that take it in the first round, people thought were going to be very good, and they weren't. You know, and and some that were. Look at Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. Right? I mean, they won two picks out of the out of the draft. They're both on different teams now already. It's, it's, it's their fifth year, and mm-hmm. they're on different teams. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota went one two, and you didn't know. I mean, so. Nobody knows what they have in, in a quarterback until a couple years in. So, um, I, 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 you know what? While I want Aaron Rodgers back as, as a Packer fan, I think every Packer fan wants Aaron Rodgers back. There's a little bit in, in me saying, you know what? If if these are trade rumors are even close to being true and they can get, you know, a, three number ones and a couple twos and some players – Maybe, maybe I wouldn't mind doing that and seeing Jordan Love play. I don't know. Yeah, I, I like your I like your theory, Mark. And then uh, I know this is a little conspiracy theorist of me, and then I'm going to actually move into another position that I think might be a better pick for this conversation. But part of me has to wonder if some of these trade scenarios that have been thrown out there on the podcast and in the media aren't manufactured by maybe somebody close with the Green Bay Packers that are kind of throwing it out there to see if anybody actually calls and bites on something like that. I wouldn't put it past the media and the way that the way that media and social media and everything else works today and everything that we've heard about yeah. how and why the news dropped on draft day and all that other kind of stuff. But Well, I saw one the other day but that was just stupid. I don't even know where it came from. A friend of mine texted it to me and I just – I. I read half of it and texted him back and said, don't, don't ever send me stuff like, like, like this. <laughs> it had Denver giving him like, you know, I don't know how many picks and like five players. And get out. I'm like, come on. Yeah, I said, I would do that yesterday, but Denver's not going to give you all that. It was just, it was ridiculous, but Denver was, was giving up. I mean, let's keep it, Rodgers is 37 years old. Mm-hmm. I don't I mean, if he's 27, yeah, maybe you would have gotten all that. Right. You know, he's 37. Yeah. Although, no. I don't know, Sam, if you could trade three number ones for a quarterback out of North Dakota State who's never played, you know, played one game last year and played how many, through like, I don't know how many, but 300 passes in his career or something, and I guess you can do anything. Yeah. Anything is possible until it's, it's you know, it ain't over till it's over. But actually, that being the position group that I was originally thinking about, if I'm not being, I wasn't being kind of cheeky with the whole quarterback thing, because obviously there's a lot to be decided there, was corner. Because... That I still I, I still am just kind of shell-shocked from the NFC Championship game. I know Kevin King wasn't fully healthy, but it just seems like they picked Stokes. So, that, listen, they, they addressed it as soon as they possibly could. 
I'm not saying the Packers didn't address the position. I'm not saying they didn't try or didn't do anything with it. And even if they had signed a veteran, depending on who it was, even if they had signed Richard Sherman, for example, I don't know how some of you feel about Richard Sherman. I'm just using his name as a corner who's been highly successful in the NFL. I'm still not 100% sure that the corner group wouldn't have been my biggest concern. I just, I don't want to see the Packers run it back with Jair, Kevin King, because in week one, I don't know if Stokes is going to overtake King to start the season. So in week one, I have to believe essentially it's going to be the same three guys to start the, start the, uh, on defense. It's going to be Jair, Kevin King, and Shannon Sullivan. Now, were they good players? Sure. They got, they helped get the defense get this team to the NFC Championship game. Kevin King came down to earth after a great 2019 season where he had six interceptions. He had hardly any of that last season. But I, I just, it's one of those things where it's like if you run the same thing that's out there, you're going to get the same results. And and it comes down to can you stop the pass? Can you make a big play? You know, it was 10 years ago. It was a completely different situation. But how did the Packers end up finishing the game against the Bears in the NFC Championship game? Sam Shields gets a pick. How did they finish the the, the Eagles game? Tremont gets a pick. You know, I mean, Aaron Rodgers played his, his tail off against Atlanta, but Tremont Williams had two picks in that game, too. So you've got to be able Super Bowl. In, 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 in Super Bowl and in crunch time, you've got to be able to defend the pass. And that's what worries me is is the cornerback group. Because at this point, who are you going to bring in? Who are you going to get? The draft is over. Free agency really largely is over with. So who are you going to get to step up and play really, really good corner at the end of the season? Now, again, Stokes could be that guy. Uh, you know, I don't. Shamar Jean Charles. I mean, I, I look at I look at his numbers and his size and I'm just like, OK, I'm not. Saying he can't do it. I mean, Tremont wasn't a super big guy. He was just really smart and very athletic. But I just, I don't know that. And I, and as far as Josh Jackson, guys, I, I, I don't know about where you are on the, with that train. I am kind of on the Josh Jackson just probably can't play regular snaps in this defense train. I traded him to Arizona 10 minutes ago. Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you trade. Yeah. So I, I, that's, that's my take. That's my take is on, on the cornerback group. Paul. Are you a little more bullish on the cornerback group? And is, are you, are, uh, you know, are you more in the camp of, hey, King was hurt? I think he can actually give the Packers more this year, even if he is only on a one year, very inexpensive deal. Yeah, I'd say I'm a little more optimistic about it, but I, I fully understand where you're coming from. And again, there's that realistic scenario where you could see, you know, rookie struggles, King doesn't. Uh, you know, King's injured or that same inconsistency shows all that stuff. So I get where you're coming from. I'm a little more positive because I know King's had the con- inc- the consistency issues, but while the lasting image is that NFC championship game for most of us, he's had some solid performances here in green Bay as well. And with the addition of Stokes again, maybe like a Dean Lowry, instead of King being out there for a hundred percent of the cornerback two snaps, maybe he's out there for, 50 or 60 early on or 70 percent and maybe we get a little bit more consistency out of uh, out of him when he's put into more often positions that he could succeed in potentially there's also another year of working with jerry gray under his belt i do think that it that is a factor it's not a coincidence that darnell savage adrian amos Jair alexander all had literally career years last year with jerry gray in town so there's that effect and then when we look at the slot at the end of the year, I think when we look back at snap counts, I still think Chandon Sullivan is going to have taken the majority of them. But I'm also expecting to see more of Darnell Savage in there. I'm also expecting to see more of Jair Alexander there as well. If we look at Jalen Ramsey, the two years, three years before Brandon Staley got to Los Angeles, uh, he was he played in a slot maybe 60, 70 total snaps for the season this past year he was around 200 that playmaking ability that presence in the middle of the field also following around number one receivers is why he saw more action there and I could see more of that from Jair Alexander as well so when you look at that collectively King's playing time reduced obviously we're relying on Stokes to come in and play some snaps uh maybe more of a committee in the slot not that it's going to be a third a third a third but more opportunities for Alexander and Savage, and of course you have Jair. So for those reasons, I am more optimistic on the quarterback room. I thought for sure, Paul. I didn't. I mean, I thought for sure it was going to be because Kadar Holman is going to elevate. <laughs> Unfortunately, those uh, healthy scratches at the end of the year are a, are a poor mark on on my report. Yeah, but I, I he I listen. I was encouraged Not by him. That I'm too. writing him off, but no, that's, no, that's but again, well. no, but again. 
listen, how, you know, how professional are you as a professional, as a player here? You know, guys like Gene Charles and Kadar Holman, maybe they know their role. They know their best chance to make this team and make their mark on this team. And if they want to be part of greatness, your best contribution to greatness is what it is. Maybe it's as, as a special teamer, but if the Packers felt that way, then they, you know, even if he's not going to play on defense, if you're a really good special teamer, like you said, Paul, you're not a scratch at the, you're not a scratch on game day. So Kadar, absolutely. if you're out there listening, which I know you are, I still a hundred percent believe in you. My yeah. Guy. President of the fan club, the fan <laughs> club is alive and well here for sure. So, well, I mean, the Packers have some time. I mean, the mandatory mini camp is coming up, so we'll get a chance to hear this. It's it's not quite the Twitter refresh season that Mark loathes uh, as far as training camp and all the updates that everybody wants to get on the Gotta players. Got to catch that buzz. Got to get that. Uh, yeah, the buzz. The, there's lots of buzz. Is there a comment on the quarterback? What's that? I don't get to say I agree with you on your quarterback concern. No, you absolutely can. You absolutely can. No, I was gonna. No, I was gonna. I was gonna kick. I was gonna kick it over to you. I was just saying that the the, the last thing I wanted to say was just that uh, we'll get we'll get a lot of clarity on on this particular because the quarterback battle is always always a good one because there's you know it's one of those position groups where they carry more bodies. But uh, Mark, what are your thoughts? I mean, I, I know that no, you had your I'm thoughts on. A, I'm gonna make it quick. I'm gonna make it quick because we we're we're way long here. Um, I love Eric Stokes. I'm going to tell you right now, he's going to be starting way sooner than anybody thinks. I hope so. And whether it's in the nickel or, I mean, you know, as a slot or outside, I think he's better outside. But I'm telling you, this kid's good. He's real good. And, and as I forgot who wrote it, I, I, I don't want to say the wrong name. So somebody quoted, um, I don't know if it was a scout or a coach somewhere, but I remember the quote. The quote was, I'll tell you one thing. He's not gonna. He, he's gonna. He's, he's not gonna. He's not gonna let the guy from Tampa Bay run run by him for a touchdown. And the, like, basically saying, if Stokes, if Stokes was playing in the NFC Championship game last year, Tampa Bay wouldn't have scored with a second to go in the first half because that guy wasn't running by Stokes. Mm-hmm. Like he ran by King. Now when Stokes runs a four two nine, there aren't many people running that are going to run run by him. You can't teach four two nine. Um, no, I, I think Stokes is going to – I love that pick. The more I think about it, the more I read about him, the more I learn about him, I really, really, really like that pick. And I think he's going to be – I think he's Sam Shields. I said that the night they that they drafted him. They, they You know, you, you mentioned Sam, Sam Shields a couple minutes ago, Jason, saying, you know, he had that pick. Well, they have they have a more polished Sam Shields and Aaron Stokes. And, and it's going to come down to what's between the years and can he end up being what Sam Shields was because he put together a really nice career. Oh, yeah, pro bowl player. And physically, listen, if you're going for corner, what's one of the problems the Packers have had at, at, at corner? Not with Jair necessarily, but, you know, speed. So I don't blame well, Goody. This guy's speed is not a problem. Not a problem, not at all. No, I think, I think the Goody. The one knock on him, the one knock on him, and he even admitted it, which I like him talking about it. They say he doesn't have great hands, which is why he plays corner, not wide receiver. Right, right? yeah, exactly. If you've got 14 speed, he should be a wide receiver. He'll be a great deep, but he doesn't. But he, you know, that's something you can work on. He said they're going to have, you know, they're throwing him. They've been, even in this little rookie practice, he stayed and they, you know, on the judge's gun, I guess, and was catching balls, catching balls. You can learn. I mean, that's something that you can teach and, and get better at. Right. If four two nine four two nine. I mean, if I got it runs a four 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 five is not going to be all of a sudden run a four two nine. That's not going to happen. So, and, and and he's around the ball. Now he, he has to learn to catch it sometimes, but he's he's around the ball. He's he's got good size. I know. I I'm telling you. Other than other than the top two guys, Sir Sertan and J C Horn, I think the Packers got the next best corner in the draft. I really do. Because Farley got too many injuries for for me. Newsom, he's also had, had had some injuries. So I did. I like Newsom, but he had some injuries, and he played in a, in a conference that never threw the ball. This guy went against. You know, Alabama, LSU, Florida, all the time, and, and practice even. Georgia has, has had some good receivers. So, you know, I, I, I'm telling you, I, I, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I'm I'm going to lay down. The, I'm taking the sword for Eric Stokes here. He's he's my guy. Yeah, for sure. Well, hopefully he is. Hopefully he's everybody's guy because the Packers need. They just need a couple of players, little a couple pieces to get over the hump. So if they can fix some of these issues that we talked about today. I think the Packers will, will find themselves in, in pretty good shape. But what do we got going on this week over at Packer Report, Mark? I'm glad you asked. Uh, well, 
I'm going to do leaders. I don't want to mention the name or the position. I'll say the initials are JL. I'm doing a little story about JL and where what people think about him around the league. Okay. All right, JL. We all. I think we all can figure out who JL is. So we'll look forward to that. Yeah, right. for sure. So, so a little, uh, a little Jordan Love piece for Mark. All right, and then Paul. What's happening over at Dairyland and Cheesehead TV, and what's coming up on the podcast? Uh, big thing at Dairyland Express. Going through each draft pick, taking a look at their games and what some of the draft analysts had to say about them at Cheesehead TV this past Friday. Took a look at the Packers' need for some yak and how Amari, Amari Rogers can bring that. As far as the podcast, man, we'll just see what we'll just see what pops up. Yeah, well, hopefully, if it's if it's because uh, you're gonna, you, I don't think do you record on Monday or Sunday? Monday. So if you record on Monday, because that's it's it's Monday that uh, Rogers is on Kenny Maine, right? Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. Yep. So. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting week. We'll see what happens a week from now. Who knows what our topic is gonna be? But this was a fun one. Some areas of concern for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, that'll wrap it up for this week's edition of the Saturday Crew of the Pack a Day Podcast. Everybody, thanks so much for hanging in with us. Enjoy the coming of summer soon. Everybody, take care of yourself. Be safe and go Pack Go. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.